हाय वेलकम बैक टू डीप डाइविंग टुडे वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट समथिंग स्लाइटली हैवियर देन यूजल एंड आई एम जस्ट मेंटली प्रिपेयरिंग माई सेल्फ ऑनेस्टली इट्स नॉट लाइक आई जोक अराउंड ऑन द पॉडकास्ट बट आई आई थिंक द टॉपिक्स हैव लाइक फेयरली बिन okay to talk about but i think now we're like start, starting to get into it like slowly so yes today we're diving deep into feelings of grief and what it's like to lose someone and um i think i want to center it also more on how to deal with one of your loved ones losing someone that's not close to you but it's like they're like really really close to them so i think that's also something that i want to talk about and i think it's important to mention as a disclaimer that in no way am i going to sit and tell anybody um how to deal with grief and what to do when you're going through it because i think the last thing that someone needs at a time like that is like a set of instructions on how to be or how to act and what to feel and what to think i i think everyone has like their own thought processes and their own ways to deal with the feelings and to i think come to terms with everything so this is not that and this is not like a little sob story of me being like oh my god this is how i lost you know my loved ones and this is what it feels like i think i want to view it from a very objective lens of just how this is like a foreign feeling that i think most of us will start experiencing at some time or the other as we grow up because when you grow up you start to realize after a point that your parents are also growing up your grandparents are also growing up and i feel like it's a very sudden thing because you know you're so like invested in yourself growing up like you know like oh my god i'm 18 years old oh my god i'm 20 years old and then you're like wait like my parents are kind of 50 and my grandparents are growing really old and you can kind of see the aging on them when you look back at pictures of your family or any of your loved ones who are older than you you kind of see the difference in them now and i don't know it makes me feel kind of weird and sad but of course it's like a normal thing it happens to everybody it's not like a special process or anything but yeah um another disclaimer is that at any point if the episode feels triggering to anybody i think it's in your best interest to just kind of click off and switch it off and just take a moment because i don't think it's necessary for anyone to hear something if it's triggering them i think it's completely okay to just switch it off and then take it out of your mind if you need to so yeah feel free to do that at any point okay so i was 8 years old and that's when i experienced losing someone for the first time because my nana which is my grandfather on my maternal side passed away and i think i definitely remember it being one of the hardest times of my childhood because i i don't have very good memory of my childhood like i don't remember 
as many things as like my friends remember about their childhood but i remember this one phase really clearly and i was in third grade and i um he'd been sick for a while so like we knew it it was coming and i knew what being ill was like i'd seen the sickness in the household and i'd seen the family members constantly streaming in and out and the family support is something that i really appreciate and i still do to the, to, to to this day and yeah so i i knew what death was was when i was 8 years old so i knew what it was and i don't know how like the concept of that death, death was like first told to me but i remember knowing what it was and i remember knowing what could happen and i also remember like you know going to the temple with my grandparents and like praying for him and everything so when i when he passed away it was definitely difficult but i remember accepting the death very quickly so i would i re- i think i reacted in a way that i would view as like a normal reaction like i immediately broke down and you know like i was crying and my family members were there and everyone was there and i just remember like n- not having any thoughts just feeling like the pain and constantly crying and it's like an indian culture thing to not um like for the women to not go to the cemetery or the funeral home where the um cremation is going to happen which i don't personally agree with because i think that's a closure that you really need when in certain times like some people i think need that closure so i was anyways young so i wasn't allowed to go and i remember really wanting to go for some reason but i wasn't allowed to go and i think till the moment like they took him away i had absolutely no thoughts in my head and i was just feeling the pain and even after that that feeling stayed with me and i felt grief like first handed and everyone around me was really supportive and really there for me which i appreciate a lot even my friends at the time um they knew something was wrong and something was not very good with me so i remember like my friends just like being there with me in school in the lunch break and everything and i think i really appreciated that also so um what happened with that is that i took a really long time to kind of cope with and come to terms with um him not being there in my life anymore because even as a child i i know people who've lost grandparents around that age and i don't know if it's like just me but like they seem they seemed more okay to me than i did and like it in my head as a child when i was comparing i was like why like why am i taking so long to come to terms with this so that's when i realized that grief is not like not something that it's obviously not easy for anyone but it's like grief is something that is like my sore spot i take way way longer to get out of it and even you know like when you as you grow up and you hear like people like distant in your family kind of passing away and you're not really close to them but you still feel something right so all of those feelings also came very strongly to me and any any time i would hear um about someone passing away 
someone's grandparent passing passing away i would think about my nana and that would open like a fresh stream of all of those memories and all of the hurt and all of the pain and i was very very scared of feeling all of those feelings so for me like visualizing the whole thing it kind of comes in like a wave like the entire feeling so you know it kind of hits you and there's a moment where you like feel all of it and you you're breaking down you're crying and i feel like you physically feel some of the pain as well and then slowly kind of fades away so every time the memories come up or there's some kind of trigger um that wave would come and that wave was really really like hard on me so i would kind of be scared of feeling that so i would obviously like try to avoid it wherever i could and um i remember having like a trigger for this entire thing and that trigger very oddly enough is the detol hand sanitizer because um i believe that like smells are the strongest forms of your memory like when you smell something like when you smell like the perfume that you used to use in school i like all of my school memories start to play in my head automatically and i think like smell is like your strongest sense of memory so every time i smell that detol hand sanitizer that everybody used to use in my house at that time because my nana had was really really sick and he was very um susceptible to infections and all of those things so everyone who came to visit him had to like douse themselves in that hand sanitizer so every time i smell that sanitizer i get like a weird feeling in my stomach and i realize that it was because of that and because my mind went to that phase in my life so i have never ever owned like a detol hand sanitizer and i never use it so that's like a conscious thing that i still avoid to this day because even though it was like 13 years ago at this point it's still like a fresh thing in my head whenever the feelings come up but slowly i started to embrace that feeling of grief and um i think it's more of a feeling of bereavement than grief grief is something if i'm not wrong what we've learned in psych class is that grief is a period where um you lost you've lost your loved one and the entire feeling is really fresh but after a couple of months and after a couple of years of course that hurt that pain whatever you feel about the loss or about the person not being there in your life anymore that entire feeling or set of feelings it's called bereavement so that feeling of bereavement i learned to slowly let it into my life and I let myself feel those emotions when they came up but it was still a sore spot for me and that is why when I lost my nani or my grandmother on my maternal side um in 2021 it was um it was I think probably the worst experience of my life and that is because um i think more what hit me the most was the fact that we did not know it was coming by any means so um with my nani like the first thought that i had i remember the first thought that i had because of my nana was that i am not ready for this i'm not equipped 
to deal with this and I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this even before any any other thing could have come into my head so um, with my nani what happened was that she was completely okay and there was no kind of there was no illness or anything of the sort and it was just a sudden natural death because of some kind of um i think a stroke in the brain or something like that i don't want to get into the details of that but it was a sudden death and it happened it started because of a nosebleed which she used to get on like a it was like a common thing for her like she used to get nosebleeds because of this medication that she used to take and they were not very common but she's got them throughout her life a little bit but it started with a nosebleed and which is why like nobody thought it was so severe till you know everything happened and she had to be rushed to the hospital and I live across like in the building across from her house so I'm very like me and my parents are very accessible to her but the thing was that we were coming back from a vacation So we were on our way and we had a layover in Bangalore from where we were coming and then we were going to land in Mumbai. So we landed at the Bangalore airport and that is when my mom gets the news from one of my nani's neighbors in her building that she had collapsed because of her nosebleed and she could not breathe and she had to be rushed to the hospital and the last she saw her she was not conscious and she was not breathing and they did not know what was going to happen but she was in the er and my mom freaked out but it was in a way that i'd never seen her before because my mom is a very very strong woman and i've barely ever seen her have her walls down or break down or just have such a strong reaction to anything she is very um i think strong and very steady so for her to completely get shattered in that moment when it was just the news of her being unconscious was very unnerving for me to watch because i did not know what was going on and she immediately started saying that you know i have a feeling that this is it and she's not here anymore and i did not understand why she was saying that and it just felt so wrong to me that she would say that and i was like why are you saying that like she's going to be okay like you know don't say that like be like be positive and be strong about this like why would you do that why would you say that and she had a very strong gut feeling and i think the thing that was the most difficult for the three of us was n- to go on that flight without knowing how she was or how she was doing and by the time we had to start boarding um we had contacted most of the people that were with her in the hospital unfortunately it was not any family members but we have the greatest support system in our um building so it was all of my parents friends it was my friends and it was the building neighbors who had just shown up rushed her to the hospital been behind that ambulance and were at the hospital at the time and before we boarded we did not get any clear answer on her update or how she was doing so that flight i spent maybe around 3 hours 
wondering if she was alive or dead and that was something that impacted me in ways that i have still not dealt with and i have still not come to terms with or even thought about that's i think i need to store that away like i'm not ready to deal with that now but those 3 hours were probably worse than what happened afterwards because i did not have any idea what was happening and my parents were breaking down i could not move from my seat we could not move from my our seats because of the um of course the like belt the what do you call it? the seat belt sign on the airplane that you couldn't i couldn't get up from my seat and i i didn't know what was happening and i wanted to know what was going on and i looked at my dad and he looked at me while my mom was just breaking down and he shook his head a little bit which should have given me the idea that he knew that she was no longer alive but i did not want to believe it and so i pretty much spent the entire flight not saying a word and not reacting not crying because i was i think numb at that point and my parents were also i remember them also kind of asking me like what what's going on like why are you not you know why are you quiet i remember my dad asking me that and i did not have an answer and this is what this was like the main difference in the reaction that i had with my nana and my nani because this was so sudden i i did not react the same way i did not break down even though she is one of the closest women in my life and i i just didn't know what to do and i i remember i had the weirdest thoughts going on in my head i was making a checklist of what i need to do um when i get home like you know i need to do this i need to go to the hospital i need to um look for this i need to make sure the documents are okay i need to do this i need to you know like be there for my mom i need to go and see if anything's needed at home um and then i was making like a list of things that i was going to do um you know i was i was thinking like okay i'm not going to cut my hair because i knew she liked my hair long and i'm going to leave um non vegetarian food because she was jen and she hated that i ate like non vegetarian food so i'm going to do that and i started making like a checklist and i think that was my way of like kind of dealing with the um unplannedness of everything so looking back like i i understand why I ha- why i was reacting the way that i was but in the moment i was kind of scared that i had no reaction and that i was thinking of all these things when one would probably think about that oh my god i've just lost my grandmother and so we landed and i think the immediate thing that i was most grateful for is my best friend who i i don't know what she was doing but she just dropped everything and she was at the hospital while i was in the flight before i was on the flight she came from the hospital picked me up and my parents went straight to the hospital so she i came back home with her dropped off all my luggage she drove me back to the hospital she was there like till i needed her and i till i told her to go home and she dropped me home and i think not just her but everyone there 
who are usually people that I don't really see on a day-to-day basis. I saw people at the hospital that night that I've not met in months, that I've not seen in months, but because they hold my grandmother at such a high regard and because they hold my parents at such a high regard, like most of them were my parents' friends. And that's when I realized the importance of relationships that aren't like your blood bonds, but like relationships that you go out and make and also your family of and just like the the importance of showing up like i think th- there's no difference in like the number of people that show up but because there were around like 20 people at that hospital to the point where the hospital staff was asking people to leave um there was some kind of like comfort that i felt in amidst everything just breaking down around me and I think that brought yeah that brought some kind of comfort to me so I'll touch back on that later though like um towards the end of the episode so yeah so that was basically how I found out and the days after that day were also very stressful because um i think there was no closure with this entire thing and there were so many thoughts in my head about i was thinking about the last time i saw her and i was thinking about the last time i spoke to her and how i didn't did not put any kind of importance to that conversation and how it was just like a generic conversation about you know, hi beta, how is your trip going? Oh, it's fine. I I went here and, you know, I've I've seen all of these things and I'm bringing back this home for you. And she's like, okay, you know, have fun and I'll see you soon. And that was the kind of conversation that was had the last time because nobody thought this would be happening. So I think when you lose someone, there's a lot of backtracking about, you know, like, what did I say to this person? What did this person say to me? you know when was the last time that we hung out when was the last time that I spent time with them or I spoke to them any of those things there's a lot of importance given to that last conversation and that last meeting which I don't think is fair to that person or to you because god forbid you had an unpleasant conversation with someone before they died that would haunt you for the rest of your life I know that haunt me because it was something as simple as my nani begging me to send her um these stomach exercise videos because she was kind of tired of her little you know like stomach coming out she's like you know i'm so bloated can you send me these like can you send me some kind of workout for my stomach and i was like yeah i'll look up something for like you know older people and some kind of knee friendly exercise and i will send it to you she's like yeah please send me this exercise video which I never got to send to her. She she was asking me for like, for the for the, for this video for like days, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll send, I'll send. I never got around to sending it, and that was one of the first thoughts I had. That you know what, like, oh my god, I didn't do this. Like she'd asked me to do this, I I didn't do it, and she'd asked me to, you know, help her with this thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. I never did it. So all of those things contributes to the massive amount of guilt that comes with grief and that I think is a number one roadblock to feeling 
to even start to cope with um the and this entire process of grieving someone and coping with the their loss in your life because the only thing that people would tell me is that you know don't like i i i i think during any of like my breakdowns whoever was listening i would tell them you know i didn't do this with her i didn't do that with her and most of them were people who had gone through grief um either with me or before me there were older people who had done this before and they all said that you know what that's not important the last moment is not important your entire life with her is what what matters and you had 20 years of the most beautiful relationship and that's what matters the last moment does not matter because if you've had a not so great last moment that's not what you can hold on to for the rest of your life of that person because i don't think it's fair for your entire relationship with that person to just boil down to that one conversation or that one fight that you've had with someone before they just suddenly pass away and then they're suddenly not here and you're like oh my god i can't believe i fought with her and now she's not here and i wish i could have made it right before she went and i wish i could have done this i wish i could have done that all of those things are just wishful thinking and it's it's obviously not going to happen so another thing that i found myself doing is like i said like surrounding myself with people who have done this before and <clears throat> it was something as simple as my neighbor who had lost someone very very close to her very young in her life and she's just a couple of years older than me but i really really think that she's such a wise young girl and you know i i'm not that close to her i mean we're friends but we just live like in the same building but she was a massive support system to me and it's more than she realizes i leaned on her in my head so much and anything that she said um about loss and about grieving and about my nani stuck with me and is still with me like to this day like i hold on to those things to make myself feel better and i hold on to friends of mine who've you know lost their grandparents um i have my oldest school friend lost her dadi when we were in school and that's also when i lost my nana when we were in school so we were our like each other support system so she was the first friend that i asked to come over when all of this happened all of my friends you know reached out and they were like do you need anything do you need us to come over and i was like you know no it's okay like i'm with family right now and she reached out and i was like you know what yes can you please come over like i really need to see you and i think in that moment you sometimes turn to people that you really wouldn't turn to on a usual basis and that's because this situation is not normal like i feel like your world kind of shifts for a few days or for a few weeks or months um when something like this happens when you lose somebody and because i it all it almost feels like an alternative reality right like sometimes it's so hard for me to still grasp the concept of death and to think that you know like this person is actually like i'm never going to see them in my 
life again and it's so hard especially because i've been used to seeing them every single day and now they're just not here so certain things like that like certain thoughts they come up and you know it feels very distorted so you need some kind of grounding force in those days and i think the reason you turn to unconventional like people that you wouldn't turn to usually is because this is not a usual situation so i definitely leaned on people that i don't lean on on a daily basis but in that moment there was someone who kept me sane because it was so nerve-wracking to go through this as an adult versus going through it as a child i've done this as a child but doing this going through this period as an adult is so different because you have some kind of responsibility the thing that i heard the most during this time was you can't break down because you need to be strong for your mother because even though i'd lost my mom uh, my my nani even though i'd lost my nani my mom had lost her mother and i think that's one of the greatest losses that you could ever like endure in life and i agree with them like yeah i i never broke down in front of my mother and i still haven't and you know anytime she breaks down about this it's her first because it's i i think in my head at least it's like you know she gets that right first so i was always kind of there i was always you know had this like facade of like being strong and i was like yeah i'm 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 okay like i i can't cry about this i can't cry about it in front of them i need to leave the house and i need to meet someone else and kind of let out my feelings there but it was very important for me to have that kind of um outlet but i knew that outlet wasn't in front of my mom and in front of her family at the time because they were going through their own journey at this time and i feel like that was more important than mine um even though i also had a really close relationship with her but yeah so that's something that that was there and um i was more involved i think this time than i was the last time i did not let anybody i i i think i made it very clear i think i i said that you know nobody is saying a word about me and where i go because i'm going with her till the funeral home and i'm sitting there till the end and i'm going everywhere with her and nobody said a word and that was the first time i also went to a funeral home and like i witnessed a funeral happening or i think like a cemetery what do you what is the word like a cremation sorry um i witnessed a cremation for the first time and as hard as that experience is to watch um which i don't think i can get into also i think being there and watching that um if you're like really close to that person is very important as a closure because especially if the death is sudden it's very hard to deal with 
and come to terms with the fact that that person is no longer alive when you've not experienced it and when you've not been there when the person passed away the least that you know should be done is that you need to have some kind of closure and if going to the funeral home or doing some kind of ritual is going to make you feel better go for it i think i leaned into a lot of beliefs that i usually don't believe in also um to help myself out of you know whatever feelings that i was feeling i definitely leaned into spirituality a lot more i don't know how much i believe i still don't know how much i believe but in those months i definitely um really believed in a lot of spiritual things and like a lot of things about spirits and you know like um who goes where after dying and how they are still they can see still see you and they can still interact with you i kind of leaned into all of those things because that is what helped me feel better and that's what helped me get out of that space um like at a regular time so i think yeah that's also something that happens and um uh wow this feels it feels oddly unsettling but also like it feels very needed to like just speak all of this out i don't think i've said the entire story of my nani to anybody so this is kind of heavy so um but i think it's important to kind of put out like a first hand experience of what grief can feel like for one person because like i said we're now adults and this is going to happen it's going to happen again you're going to lose people in your family and when you grow up you know in your f- like friends and just people that are close to you but you're also going to have your friends and have your family members lose um their loved ones so in those moments it's important to know what they are going through and so if listening to this entire thing as heavy as it was gives you some kind of insight into what it can feel like i think it's important because believe it or not i have been asked multiple times by multiple people that you know i'm really sorry if this is insensitive insensitive but can you kind of help me understand what it feels like to lose someone because i've never lost someone in my life and touch wood like it never happened to me but i don't know what it feels like i've also had someone ask me you know like hey like my best friend's grandparent passed away but i don't know how to be there for her and i don't know what to say and i don't know what to do what do you recommend what do you advise and to that i would say like if that's if that's ever a doubt that you've had in your head i would say that the most important thing to do for someone um when they've lost someone that's close to them is just be there i don't think words mean anything actions also might not mean a lot because there's so much going on there's so much of feeling inside like there's physical feelings at least for me like my heart was physically hurting 
for days on end when this happened and i felt like i was in a haze where you know the people around me they were kind of there but it was like a bubble and i couldn't clearly hear them or clearly talk to them and even though they were they were there and even though you know like people were doing things for me and doing things for my family i wasn't able to completely be present or completely be grateful and you know accept that help but what helped me the most is just physical presence even if i i usually i'm a person that doesn't require physical presence very importantly like it's not the most important thing for me i can go days without meeting my friends or anything i just need to speak to them you know over the phone or something like i'm okay with that but in that moment i i don't think it matters how introverted or extroverted you are or you know i think physical presence is the most important thing that anybody could need um so um people who knew me you know all, all they did was that you know i heard and what do you need i'm coming over right now it was that simple and of course people bring you food and you know the entire thing i think that community feeling that's there i think very strongly in indian culture is something that i respect and admire so much that entire like community feeling of like people they will not leave you alone for like a month till they know you're doing like the slightest bit okay or like till you're doing completely okay like you know neighbors friends family everyone is there and everyone like someone or the other is always there for you and that's something that brings one person so much comfort in that moment because all you need is just someone to be there in that room because at least for me um the most scary thing for me to do was to be alone because i knew when i was i was alone and i was in silence all of the feelings and all of the hurt would come to me and it would kind of just settle on me and i was not ready for those feelings yet it was too soon for me so i i was not left alone for even a second or like you know max like for 10 minutes and like someone would just come and check on me so that's something that's i think really important just showing up it's as simple as that there's nothing that you can do to make it better because that's something that's that the person has to go through and it's going to take its time and it's going to take a lot of um energy just it's just going to take time and it's going to take a lot out of you so the only thing the most important thing i think you can do is just be there with that person ask them if they need anything if they do do it for them it's just it's it's that easy um i've also had people ask me what it feels like personally to me it feels like a crater and that's the best way that i can um ex- i can like explain grief very objectively i don't i don't say this with like um a lot of hurt or anything because i think sufficient amount of time has finally passed for me to feel a little bit okay about this um but it feels like a crater in your mind or your heart or whatever you believe 
wherever your feelings are it feels like a little hole that nobody can really replace because that's that person's spot but what people can do is stand around that little crater and kind of you know be there for you so um yeah it feels like a little hole that you don't want to fill up because it's for them but it eventually i think it gets better uh to there's a very common thought or like common uh just something that said you know like oh like with time it gets better sometimes i don't agree with it sometimes i feel like with time it seems to get worse because you know like for example i was used to not being uh not me not seeing my nani for like 6 months or 9 months because she would often like um shift to the us to stay with her son for a bit of time so i was used to not seeing her physically for like you know those couple of months so physically my body didn't realize her absence and it still kind of hasn't because it's been it, it's been it's just been a year but when it's going to be like 5 years down the line 10 years down the line that's the longest i'm ever going to go without seeing her but it's also going to continue for like the rest of my life if that makes sense so it's just been a year now but i know that the future it's is it's like my whole life is ahead of me where this person is not going to be by my side and that feeling will only hit me years down the line obviously it won't hit me now because i'm here in the present so with time i think during occasions or during some kind of special day maybe it's like a death anniversary or something it doesn't always get better you don't have to go in a linear scale of just feeling better and you know crying less and less about it i don't think there's any kind of um like process like a linear process i also don't believe in the five stages of grief that are very popular the entire denial anger thing i don't think it goes in that order most of the times um for me my denial came like 4 months after the death happened because if i look back like i seemed to be doing okay in like april and may like she passed away in like jan and i seemed to be okay, doing okay like in the middle of the year but then suddenly towards the end of the year again i was in a really bad space with it so it's like a circle for me and i think it's like a circle where all of those stages are like interconnected whether it's denial or anger or uh, bargaining or any of those things that's situate like that's um situated with grief i think whatever you feel in that moment is okay and it took me a long time to understand and to fully believe that whatever i'm feeling in regards to this is okay i don't have to feel guilty about what i'm feeling if i'm feeling okay on some days that's okay i don't have to constantly be like extremely sad i don't have to be in that phase of depression that i think i was in for a bit i don't have to constantly be in that stage the feelings keep changing and the feelings keep coming and going and whatever feeling is coming i think 
it's so important to sit with them and let them kind of take over you but also have a handle on them and i think it's a natural process it's obviously um i don't know i think yeah <laughs> there is a lot of stress there was a lot of importance for me on how much importance i was giving her memory in my head and i think there's a lot of like stigma attached to also how people are behaving in public after they've lost someone i've heard statements you know being like how how is she um going out for dinner uh, she just lost her grandparent last week i don't think it really matters how a person is acting because so many times the way a person is behaving and the way the person is actually feeling inside is completely different like i knew i know that there were days where i seemed to be doing okay to everyone else on the outside but inside i was just not here and i was not okay and it might seem like that on the outside but you never know what's going on, on the inside so this is something that i've repeated before on the podcast but i truly believe like your feeling is yours and nobody knows truly what you're going through except for you unless you kind of you know open up and tell someone about how you're feeling only you know what you're going through so if anyone's kind of judging you or passing comments on how you are behaving in your period of grief that doesn't matter at all and any of those opinions don't matter at all there's no specific way on how to deal with grief and there's no kind of there's no rule book that can help you prepare yourself for it it's going to hit you like a truck especially if you're someone that's very emotional very empathetic very attached to the person that you've lost it's going to hit you like a truck and it will keep hitting you like a truck honestly but you have to let it happen and only when you let it happen will it pass and that's something that i've learned through experience and yeah um i think it's very very important to end with it's very important to notice when you're not grieving anymore but when it's actually something else um death can lead to a lot of other situations like depression um also very unfortunately suicidal thoughts especially when you know you've thought things like you know if this person dies i don't think i will be able to live when you repeatedly say that in your head when that becomes a narrative in your mind i know that's the narrative for me with my parents i cannot imagine my life without them for one second and i have constantly thought that you know like i cannot i i won't be okay if they die if they die i i don't think i'll be alive so um in some situations suicidal thoughts can emerge depression is a normal um response and it's very hard to distinguish grief and bereavement from depression so you don't know if like this is somewhere where you need help or is this normal it's a very tricky um 
space and it's a very fine line i think between grief and depression so in case you have concerns or in case you have concerns about your loved ones i think it's not a bad idea to get professional help to kind of figure out what's going on and i think it's also even if like therapy is not is not your answer according to you there's a wonderful thing that's like grief support groups which i think is a wonderful thing and i think um over time i've had like my own informal grief support group like group like i've you know spoken to so many people who have gone through grief who have lost their loved ones and what they did to kind of feel better and what they felt and knowing those stories helped me so much in my own journey that it helped me more than i could think of so professional help leaning on someone that is kind of going through the same thing as you goes like a long way, long way so that's something that you should consider if you need to and yeah i think the most important thing is to just be there for your loved ones and be there um if you see someone around you that's struggling that's going through a tough time it's okay like it it happens and just try to be there for them and i think i don't know it might sound very corny but like just like one simple hug from a stranger or from like a friend that you did not expect to hug you it can save your entire day and it can turn around that day when you thought you know things are just going to go downhill so um yeah be kind and be nice because yeah okay i think that's it um i got distracted by a notification on my phone but i'm also done with today's episode so if you're still here thank you so so much for listening i hope you're doing okay and i will see you next time bye